0: uh we're back with another episode of the 132 breeze podcast as always this is marlo joined by casey and casey how are you this fine evening
1: doing pretty good marlo i'm uh recovering from a triathlon that i competed in today uh and i purposely Yeesh. said like that i only ran it was a relay one it was a relay. so i didn't do the full triathlon although i like to lead with it <laughs> to like yeah. people you know just a second to be like holy crap this guy is in shape i had no idea and then i slip in that i just did you know a third of the actual thing but i ran today so i am sore and tired but nonetheless excited to be on the show and uh glad that we are doing this on sunday instead of like an instant reaction thursday night because let me tell you marl it would have been Oof. a different tone uh to the podcast yeah than what we're going to have here. So, doing well, uh, nice and sore, and uh, ready to go. Ready to go. How about you?
0: I uh, yeah, I'm doing well. I did uh, think about sending a wellness check out on Thursday, but yeah, it was. I I, I saw enough of you on the internet to know that you were still yeah. okay, or at least alive, I should say. Yeah, alive. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you recovered, and glad we had a couple of days before we could to decompress before we could record here. I am doing good. I'm ready to go. Had a full day, a full weekend of football yeah. once again, and yeah, just ready to ready to get after it.
1: All right, excellent. Well, let's get after it right away, Marlon. Starting in college football, and starting with our Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, they hosted Northwestern Wildcats, winning fifteen uh, to twenty four. You know that normal football number fifteen. Um, <laughs> Wisconsin was at one point up twenty four to three. I'd say early in the fourth quarter it, before. Letting in some late uh, touchdowns without extra points, which I think we'll get to in a little bit, uh, to Northwestern yes. to make it frustrating. <laughs> I wouldn't say close. It, it never felt like the game was in doubt, but it definitely made it more frustrating.
0: Yeah, um, I was saying it was again most part stress free game. Like I said, towards the end, I could. I, they just punched in a couple of. I don't know if they were meaningless touchdowns but yeah. it, it just seemed that it, we were not we or we the defense didn't have their foot on the gas like they did in the beginning uh it was kind of right. just a little let up that you don't want to see you don't want to you don't want to see that let up because we want to keep the things going uh keep this good thing going even even when we know the game is in a hand
1: yeah not to steal too much from our our good the great the bad the ugly but uh the defense did definitely felt like it let it, its foot off the gas uh, only rushing three or four at times and really just giving up contain, which I think was the most frustrating part of it because um, their uh, Northwestern's backup quarterback just seemed to get outside the pocket make plays there in the fourth quarter. But nonetheless, Wisconsin held on to a 24-15 to win. I guess I want to start here first, Marlo, with the fake retro uniforms uh, and get your take on those. Uh, what, what did you think of those? You're the fashion expert on the pod. Uh, what, did, what did you think of those?
0: Okay, so I originally saw the uniforms as a sketch in the summer whenever Under Armour in Wisconsin released it, and I mm-hmm. thought, I don't know if I like this. I don't think I like this. <laughs> uh, then I saw their promo video that came out in the beginning of the season that they were going to wear where all the fi- where all the kids react to it, and they get all crazy, and I was like, mm, okay, maybe. And then on Saturday, I think I came out with, they're just okay. Yeah. Uh, I like some of the other merch that came along with it, like those jackets on the sideline the coaches were wearing. Those are dope. But uh, the actual uniforms, and then I thought Northwestern, their throwbacks were just like their uniforms that just yeah. had, that just, just said NW on it instead. Yeah. Um, a little, but a little different uh, font, I think. Yeah, so I think overall as a kid, I, I gave it, I think I gave it like a 6.7.
1: I liked uh, I like two thirds of the uniforms. I guess I like okay. the helmet. Yep. I like the top. Yep, not a fan of the uh, brown brown pants until yep I saw this Barstool Sports tweet. Uh, I don't know saw this, Marlo. I don't know if our, our uh, fellow fans saw this, but they said uh, quote Wisconsin is wearing khakis today to show respect for Jim Harbaugh, who they murdered last week. Some <laughs> are bigger than yeah. sports. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Then I was all on board with the homage to uh jim harbaugh who the Badgers murdered last week and it's just i yes. just wanted one more chance to be like we kicked the shit out of michigan last week <laughs> uh, for that uh yeah. but if they just were like red pants or like like a normal kind of wisconsin scheme pants i would have been all over this uh and really liking the fake retro look um but didn't uh just didn't didn't care much for the uh the khaki or brown pants or whatever. Yeah. So all right, on to the uniforms, yeah. Marlo. Let's get into yeah. our time, our true tested segment: the good, the great, the bad, the ugly. Um, yeah.
0: So the good. So my good, because we're already talking about the uniforms, and you alluded to it, but was the the uniform tweets? You mentioned one of them, the homage to <laughs> uh, <laughs> to to Harbaugh. Uh, the, another one that I saw was uh, it was a homage. Looked like Jake from State Farm. <laughs> We're in nice. khakis, and his red shirt. Also, I think I saw another one that was. It looks like uh, Wisconsin was. Uh, everyone in Wisconsin had just got a job at Target, um, and they're <laughs> looking looking to help there. Uh, that was good. And there's a few more that are out there, but those those are my top three that that uh, we have just mentioned. So my good was the internet for ripping on the throwback uniforms.
1: I stomped on your your good twice there. My bad. Um, <laughs> all right, my uh,
0: good is
1: going to be the extra long kickoffs uh, that we had after both of our defensive touchdowns. We had, uh, I guess, unsportsmanlike conduct, unnecessary roughness, whatever it was, th- that's not great. But then the kicker just blasted in the end zone anyway. It doesn't matter. He'll kick <laughs> it in the end zone for whatever. That was awesome. Uh,
0: just, just True th- soccer player. 85 yards. That's unbelievable.
1: <laughs> uh, and no return. Uh, that was great. I love that. Um, so that was my that was my good.
0: That's your good. My
1: good, Marlo, My good was a lot more. And we'll get to great in a second. But like, I had a lot more positive things, and then like, felt like the positivity was sapped from the game, which we talked about a little bit earlier. <laughs> um, so my uh, my comments here are a little bit more negative than they probably should be. So I'll, I'll, okay, I'll start with that. But that was just really cool to see. I mean, him just blast those in. Um, if I may stick with the kicking game, it was okay. Good to see. Uh, a field goal finally go in. Uh, I believe our field goal kicker is now two for five. So that was nice. Kind of Just a nice little uh, there you go. Get that one in. 30-something yarder, I think it was. So. Yeah,
0: it's good to see the ball go through the uprights.
1: Yeah, and into the end zone on 85-yard kickoffs. Nice. Or whatever it ends up being. I don't know. I wrote down 85. I have no idea if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I wrote down in my notes. <laughs> so maybe true, maybe not. Good thing nobody fax checks this. All right, out uh, of the great Marlowe. Uh, I'm going to go with yeah. uh, Pets Fitzgerald's decision making <laughs> I think that was good. Oh <laughs> nice <laughs> In a very sarcastic way <laughs> uh, Because he went for two uh, When there was no reason to go for two and When they scored yep. Their uh, first touchdown when Northwestern Did to go It was 9-24 to 24 at the time So he clearly just needed to Kick his point there So then the second time he had to go for two or maybe chose again. I'm not sure. <laughs> and that was great. He just like totally played his team out of it, uh, which or decisioned his team out of it. I guess as his team tried to play their way back into it. So great job by you, Pat Fitzgerald. Uh, I'm gonna go with that as my grade. Again,
0: yeah, I think I number. I think I put out there at the time that Fitzgerald's just not a math guy. He's not a numbers guy.
1: Yeah, doesn't he counts on analytics as much as uh, Bill Parcells, which is zero or less than zero, <laughs> which is a joke because you can't. It's an analytics joke about analytics because you can't <laughs> less than zero percent. It's not possible. So good job, good job by Bill Belichick and Pat Fitzgerald. Both don't believe in numbers. Um, tough school, Northwestern is tough school to coach at if you don't believe in numbers. But <laughs> very tough. There he is. That's it. That All right, that's
0: your great. Um, cool. My great is uh, defense is the new offense. Nice. So our de- defense outscores the offense eh, as far as touchdowns uh, with two defensive touchdowns this week. Yeah, uh, It's always good to see. Always good to see defensive touchdowns. It would have been a lot different game without them, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, a, a dominant defense showing up for, what, three and a half quarters? That, and, yeah. and then, uh, as we keep alluding to, kind of took their foot off the gas. But defense is a new offense, two defensive touchdowns this week. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um Always seems like weird things happen in the Northwestern game, and uh, we'll get to one in a minute. But I did write down the defense as well uh, for three and a half quarters. In the third quarter, Northwestern had 13 plays for minus 21 yards. Uh, so that's not good. So great job by our defense there. But then they kind of – I don't know. Our prevent just seems too preventy. Like, yes. just like – this game was the same as the last where it's just like – just. Like, put a little more pressure, or I don't know, do something when we go into this zone, prevent defense, we allow far too much, and it's really frustrating uh, for how good our defenses has our defense has been uh, the rest of the games. Um, all right, I'm gonna go on to the bad Marlow, and I probably gonna step on one of yours here um, <laughs> no, i'm gonna I'm gonna kind of sidestep it here. I okay. go. I don't know if it's the game plan or the play calling, but all the confidence and creativity that our offense had, and this is where I don't want to step on Jack Cohn had um, <laughs> last week, I was so like, it was so creative. We were doing like things that we don't normally do, and then we went for it on that fourth and two in the first quarter, brought mm-hmm. in the hippo package. I love it. The big, the big the oaks up there running out with their, you know, flexing their muscles. They got the touchdown there, and I'm like, here we go. You know, new Paul Crist. Let's do this, and then we—he um, immediately reverted back to old Paul Crist and punting from the 36. Uh, just no creativity in the play calling, and I don't know if they just, for whatever reason, lost all confidence in Jack Cohn. Uh, he didn't prove that he should have confidence in this game, but after last week, I thought they would have done a little bit more. Uh, but they just seemed content to not score this game, which was really frustrating. So I'm gonna go. My bad was, I don't know if that was just the in-game playing calling or if it was the um, game plan going into the game, but it really left me wanting.
0: Yeah, uh, coming out of coming out of last week in the last the last few games, I thought we were gonna see something a little different. I think we went back to uh, give the ball, give the ball to Taylor. Let's try to get three yards. Uh, see if we can go from there. As long as we're not in third in long, then we'll be okay. And I think we went through a stretch there where we had f- maybe four, five, three and outs. Yeah. I'm check on it. I know there's a good stretch. There's m- over three three and outs um, in a row, which is not good. No. Uh, but, yeah, I'll agree with that. I'll go with, the, I'll go with that bad. All right. You
1: got I, a, a different bad? I thought you were going to pick on more. Yeah, no, I have a different bad. Okay, go through bad. let I'm ready.
0: You ready? Ready to go. For, um And it just slipped my mind. So It's you.
1: It's you again, Marlo. <laughs> You're the bad again.
0: I'm uh, the bad again? Yeah. What do I do now?
1: No, your bad last week was that you doubted Cone.
0: Oh, and now yeah. Your, your bad this week it's, should be that you <laughs> that Stop doubting Cone. Stop doubting Cone. Cone is officially not my guy again. you not your guy. Uh,
1: mm. It's a bad job by you apologizing,
0: Marlo. Yeah, yeah, I should have never apologized. You're right. Thanks for that. I, I'll do yeah again two weeks in a row. It's I'm bad. I apologize <laughs> last week, Can't so now good. I'm apologizing for apologizing that because, <laughs> Cohn was not the answer, which brings me to my ugly Uh-oh. Casey. We'll just, yeah. um, I'm sure we're gonna step on each other's toes here, but my ugly would be uh, John Cohn's stat line. Ooh, yeah, uh, it was not good. Fifteen for twenty four, hundred and thirteen yards and an interception. Yeah, yikes. Averaging four point seven yards per attempt. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Um someone someone's told me that it's not on cone and I I almost I almost fell over. I think, yeah, that was a bad interception on the wide open uh Cephas on that interception because that was an absolute touchdown if he throws it over that safety. And but it just didn't seem, it's not, it seemed uncomfortable back there, kind of like with this happy feet. I don't know why, I mean, there was some pressure during that game, but it didn't seem insurmountable that he should have, be kind of not comfortable back there uh, hopping around. So his feet never seemed to be set, never got the throws off to where they need to be. And yeah, just there was no, there was no, and I don't, like you said, I don't blame the coaches for not being confident in him at, at looking at him, but we got to do better. We got to do better.
1: Yeah, it seemed like there was a little bit in the first half where, uh, I think it was before the interception, but uh, he had... No, it was, I'm sorry. It was early in the second half where he hit Cephas on a play, and then there was another play where Cephas was open, but he was interfered with, and I felt like that was... And it wasn't called. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm remembering this as, as you write this. And it felt like he was getting a rhythm there, and then that kind of... Disrupted it in the second half, and he never, he just never got on track in this game. Um, so I don't know. We can, you know, obviously you're pointing to cone here. I'm pointing to some sort of play calling. It just seemed like they didn't care to give him more chances to throw the ball down the field, which yep. to your point may have been valid. It might have been a good idea. Obviously, it was a winning move. Um, it just didn't kind of get the uh, aesthetic win that you kind of wanted over Northwestern as some of the other Big Ten schools put the beat down on some other schools. Um, all right, my Marlo, my Marlo, my uncle, <laughs> Marlo, excuse me, is onside kick coverage, two weeks yes. in a row, uh, just not getting the job done on the onside kicks. Uh, you just can't do that. I, th- there's nothing else I can really add. Um, obviously, last week had a linebacker in there. That's probably not great. I forget who it went off of this time, um, but it seemed to be somebody who should, who isn't wearing a five or a six- in the start of their number, yep. um, but nonetheless, they couldn't uh, corral it and gave the ball back and really gave Northwestern life where they shouldn't have had it. Um, that was really frustrating, and they got to figure that out.
0: Yeah, it's it, back off that, that was two times the special teams that gave them life because the only field goal in the first half yep. came after they were punting and we got a, was it a face mask yep. or hands to the, the face um, on the gunner? So the two special teams play that, that really Cap Northwestern thinking they could be in the game.
1: Yeah. All right. Good. I guess at the end of this, Marlo, I've I've kind of hemmed and hawed about this, but yep. it is Northwestern. Yes. Weird things happen. We got out of there with a victory, so I, I'm just kind of going a win is a win, and we move on. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, what do you think? Is that is that fair, or are you a little bit more disappointed uh, with the the closer result than we expected?
0: I went into. I think a lot of people thought. After after Michigan, like f- everything else, is going to be a cakewalk, and I kept saying all week, like Nah, it's Northwestern. We do the Things always happen. They've had our number in the last. I mean, I think before this, in the last five, they had one three. Yep. Um. So I, you know, I wasn't as confident as a, of 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 covering the spread. I think it was a twenty three. Yeah, twenty three and a half. Twenty three and a half. As as most people, um. But I didn't. I think watching this game, I still think we could have put up a more impressive victory. Even even watching the game, so yeah, I'll go with that win-win. As long as we learn from this win, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm okay with that. It's it is it's a win the Big Ten, a win the Big Ten West wasn't synthetic voters, blah blah blah. But you know, you got to win to to get to the championship eventually.
1: Yeah, and that's and like I said, that's that's where I'm at. I I hope that this was just uh, we took our. We just protected the lead more. And, and if you look at it that way, uh, escaping with a, escaping is the wrong word, but winning with a 24 15 victory is still what you, it seemed like the coaching staff was coaching for, as strangely as that sounds. Yep. Uh, and, that, and that's what they got. So next week, Marlo, uh, because we had an early Big Ten opener, uh, we now host Kent State. Uh, next week we are. Uh, they don't have a line out yet that I saw. Did you see one? we prohibited favorites.
0: I did not. I can't find a line on that. <laughs> uh,
1: Ken State coming in at two and two. Uh, big losses to Arizona State and Auburn. Uh, so take that as you will. They have wins over whoever Ken is. K E N. Not sure. And uh, Bowling <laughs> Green State University. Nice um, powerhouses. Yeah. So uh, the. Uh, FPI has it a us at a ninety seven percent chance to win, so that is a high percentage. So uh, I, I guess I expect a pretty, pretty one sided affair next week, Marlo. Hopefully, we get back to when we think of our auto conference schedule back to those big double digit numbers to zero type finishes. Um, I would think that the coaching staff would want to get to that um, as we kind of have this break from the Big Ten. And then uh, before we jump back in against Michigan State,
0: yeah, absolutely. It's just, uh, just a get-right game. I get out, get things kind of tuned up for the rest of the Big Ten run. Make sure we get out with uh, you know no injuries, hopefully, yeah. and uh, gear up for Michigan State.
1: All right, there we go. Uh, that is it for the Badgers. Unless you got anything else, Marlo?
0: No, that's it. Another All victory right. at home
1: on Wisconsin. All right, who's back, Marlo? Lead us off with
0: who's back? Who's back? All right, Banana Boy boys are back. Well, well back. two of them, anyways. Did they ever leave? Did they ever leave? No. You would think so. They but night. yeah, but they're back in uh, they're in, they're you know college football land. So game day was in Lincoln. Yep. All right, and we all know Gabrielle Union is big Nebraska fan. We all know that. We right? all know that. Yeah. Uh, and so, and since Gabrielle Union gets to be on game day, of course Dwayne Wade gets invited along as well because. Pff, they're not going to go anywhere without each other. Sure. Yeah, and so it's great. yeah, it's exactly. It's so yeah, Dwayne Wade out there. Oh, and so when Dwayne Wade's out there, then LeBron has to chime in, of course. So right. during game day, uh, Wade's up there, and then LeBron has to chime in to do a bet for is his Ohio State versus oh, yeah. their Nebraska, since they both did not go to school there, obviously. <laughs> and so, they, uh, yeah, they had throw down a bet and uh, get everyone on. So it was another Taco Tuesday bet, LeBron. Did you know LeBron was trying to trade me Taco Tuesday? Yeah. Did we talk did about work. that? That's crazy. Anyways, uh, yeah, he was trying to bet on Taco Tuesday. So the Banana Boat boys are back in college football.
1: Okay, great. How many glasses of wine did Dwayne Wade <laughs> have during the broadcast?
0: <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. I didn't see any during the broadcast. Uh, but he did tweet out that he didn't get to drink in college and have college fun, but he did win Flip Cup coming back from an 0-2, uh, 0-2 deficit to win 3-2. Great
1: job. Great job. He's, a, you know, he's a clutch performer, Yeah. that uh, Dwayne Wade. Oh, like, there's only six people playing Flip Cup? Is that what I mean? You're Dwayne Wade. There should be like a 1,000 people wanting to play Flip Cup. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Um... All right, other per- person back, Marlon, You also have this one. I didn't have anybody back this week. I was oh. again I'm I'm a I'm a bit of a grumper this week, I guess, but uh Oklahoma QB Heisman.
0: Yeah. So Oklahoma Oklahoma's just, they're a QB Heisman factory. Uh Jalen Hurts is Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Pretty much pretty much the same stat line as, as Cohn's. Uh seventeen for twenty four, also an interception. Uh except he had four and fifteen yards and three touchdowns, <laughs> <laughs> averaging seventeen yeah. yards per pass uh, per attempt. So, and that was in like four quarters. I think he only played two and a half quarters, something like that.
1: Yeah, it looks like there are two other quarterbacks got in there to throw some passes. So, yeah,
0: unreal. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think I had this as my game of the week. Um, maybe not so much, but yeah, Jalen Hurts is out there putting up Heisman stats. It's another yeah, Oklahoma a different
1: week. Oklahoma team. Is your game of the week? Mark.
0: We'll oh, did I? It a bit. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Uh, but yeah, putting up stats, and it looks like he is well on his way to becoming the third sooner in a row to at least be in New York, maybe even win yeah.
1: it. Yeah, there's a speaking of Heisman, Buzz Marlowe, there's um, been a lot of who's your Heisman favorite, and it's all these quarterbacks, and then either they don't even talk about Jonathan Taylor or. He's just kind of thrown his in there as a nine quarterback. So honestly, if he's not if Jonathan Taylor continues to perform as he has or better or whatever, and he's not a finalist, just call it the best quarterback award and let's move on with our lives. Cause there's the way college football is, it's it's quarterback every year. There's no way yeah. it's not. So it's almost dumb to call it uh uh, to think of Heisman as the best college football player as opposed to just best quarterback. And right. As Wisconsin fan, we've talked about this before, that's really frustrating.
0: <laughs> it's super frustrating. It's, it's always the best, too, in the beginning of the season. They just so they just throw, like, somehow a defensive player gets in there. Yeah. And we're was like, why do you even do that? It's just not going to happen.
1: Yeah, it's like a defense player or a wide receiver who's probably paired up with a quarterback who's also doing great. So. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, who's not Marlowe? Like I said, I'm more negative this week. So yeah, I got all the who's not, and they have okay. to all be Big Ten teams. Uh, Maryland Rutgers still not. Uh, oh my God, uh, so Maryland got trounced by Penn State fifty-nine to zero. Penn State was feared by like seven in that game or something, and the over/under was sixty-one. <laughs> <laughs> Penn State scored fifty-nine points in the game hit the under. That's Oof. unbelievable. Oof. Uh, and Rutgers lost zero to fifty-two in Michigan. So. Michigan took their frustrations out on them. Uh, Maryland record still not ready to compete in Big Ten football. It seems at least not with those matchups.
0: Ooh, remember we had Maryland uh, winning the East. That was fun. That was uh, fun. The first two weeks, Maryland was averaging 70, 71 points a game yeah. after after their first two games. Uh, and now they just got zeroed by Vince. They at home. By the way, yeah, on Friday night, not good. And we Not all know good. it's
1: tough to go into. I meant to look up the name of their stadium, and totally <laughs> forgot. Into the 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 turtle den. Now, what do do turtles have dens or now they live in the ocean, right?
0: <laughs> Might be a den. I would I would say it's a turtle. Do they den. have
1: like a? They just swim. Whatever. Wherever turtles live, it's tough to go in there and beat Maryland and Penn State did it pretty handily, and Rutgers had to go to Michigan and
0: face that. Does Rutgers is this? It? Does Rutgers just need to stop football program? It's over, right? It's done. Like ever since the Ray Rice thing, like because that was the only thing they were holding on to, and they can't even do that anymore. Like they just, it's just, they just eradicate the football program.
1: Yeah, I don't know what they're really bringing the table. I guess they're bringing the New York market. So congratulations, Big Ten Network, you got that. Uh, And you have a really crappy football team that just kind of loses all the time. Um, Yeah, it's it's tough to see either of those teams, maybe Rutgers even more so than Maryland, but ever really competing in that Big Ten East. Um, yeah, they just... I didn't have high hopes for Rutgers, to be fair, but I had no, some hope for Maryland. Maryland. I had yeah. some, like, maybe that they'll figure this out, and they looked like they could have some offense and maybe pull off some upset, and that didn't that didn't work. Um, I guess more importantly than that, Marlowe, in the Big Ten, who's not back? Nebraska gets trounced on national television, 48-7. to 7. Um... I don't, I don't know how hard to be a Nebraska because I want to just come out and be like, they're awful. <laughs> but maybe Ohio State is the best team in the country, and that terrifies me. So uh, I, so Ohio State with that is that disclaimer, good. Mm-hmm. let's focus on Nebraska.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, Nebraska, I mean, they're the reason for this segment who's not Who's not yeah. back. Uh, <laughs> it's just a consummate. That was tough, man. That was tough. I... Kind of bought into the hype, thinking maybe Nebraska could give Ohio State some sort of game. Yeah. Didn't get the tune in until like five minutes in, and they were already up like twenty-one nothing. Yeah, and yeah, it was ugh, it was not good. And I, I don't know. I mean, focusing on Nebraska, uh, I think get yeah, some of the hype they had during game day and stuff. You know, is, uh, Martinez and all yeah. the yards or whatever he has, and his comeback win versus mm-hmm. Illinois last week, uh, which. I think it's a problem we have to talk about a comeback win against Illinois any week, but I guess these, I guess Maryland, I mean not Maryland, excuse me, Nebraska. I thought this would be the year I'd be scared of him. I'm just not. (laughs) I thought this, I thought year two of the Scott uh, Scott Frost would be the year that everything changes. And I guess Martinez, I just don't think he's the answer for them. Um, And it's going to depend if they're going to go to if they have someone's next or who's next in line because it's. Just, it's just not working. It's not working for Nebraska. And they also need to stop talking about black shirts because that's not a thing.
1: Yeah, they got trounced. Uh, it was 38-0 to at halftime. It seemed like Ohio State scored every time they touched the ball. Uh, Martinez was 8-17 for 17 for 47 yards and three interceptions. One of those, I would say, is a bit unfair. He uh, yeah. had a pretty good pass. It was tipped and just landed it in an Ohio State defensive back's lap. Um, that seemed unfair, but it this was just a mismatch, and the fact that Nebraska had this as a, a home game, and you can, look, Marlo, we've had some some big games where you kind of talk yourselves into it, right? And yep. Maybe if X, Y, and Z happens and goes right in, X, Y, and Z went completely wrong for Nebraska. They look like they're a year away from being a year away, <laughs> um, and we all thought they were supposed to be back by now, but they're not, so um, on the, the tail end of that Ohio State looks like they might be the best team in the country. and
0: Yeah, they look pretty freaking good. I'm pretty scared.
1: Yeah. Um, and obviously we play at Nebraska. Um, what is that? Uh, October 26th coming up here. And uh, we'll talk about they got. At, o-
0: at Ohio State. At Ohio mean, State,
1: right. Yeah, yeah, we go to Ohio State. Um, October 26th. And they got, you know, just kind of looking at their schedule. They got Michigan State this week. And then they last, then they have us on the 26th. There's a Northwestern game, a Maryland game mixed in there, a Rutgers game. Good luck, Rutgers. <laughs> uh, and then they finish uh, hosting Penn State and then at Michigan. Um, I have, the way they're playing, I don't see any of those teams beating them. So, of course, maybe Wisconsin, but they look really good and that is terrifying. Um, God, and that sucks. All right. That brought me a lot down, a lot more down than I thought it would was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Just Ohio State, uh, Ohio
0: State looking good.
1: Now they are the most likely team to reach the playoffs, according to the All State Playoff Predictor, not sponsored. Well, they sponsored the playoff predictor thing, but they didn't sponsor our podcast. So yeah. um, they're no the most ads. likely to make the playoffs. So good job by them. Uh, Nebraska probably not in the top ten. So <laughs> Wisconsin is. So Wisconsin's in the top One, two, three. yeah, top ten tenth. tenth. All right. Um, nice. Alright, last week, well, just looking back quickly What yep. we got right uh, Overall, not a great slate It wasn't, especially the night games uh, <laughs> It was not a gr- entertaining day of football Overall um, I guess headlined by the fact that you picked Kansas State and Oklahoma State to be your game of the week Do you remember that? Did you watch it? I watched zero plays of that game <laughs>
0: Uh no I didn't watch
1: it <laughs> didn't even know it happened had to look up who won and I already forgot so it must have, I think I think Oklahoma State I don't even know
0: pretty sure Oklahoma State won
1: I think Oklahoma State won so good job by them uh game of the week uh, Marlo had it <laughs> apparently it happened um I'm gonna give you credit though what you got right Marlo uh, Indiana Michigan State you put on upset alert and I, I think they were on upset alert
0: they were uh, it was close
1: State, Michigan State ended up pulling away at the end and winning but uh. It was a lot closer than I thought for sure. I've given up on Indiana, but um, it was a closer game than than I thought it was going to be. And the Michigan State definitely was on upset alert. Um, what we got wrong, Marlo? Uh, I had my USC Washington was my game of the week, and maybe Eesh. it it, eh, it was fine. It was it was fine, uh, but it wasn't too noteworthy. Uh, USC let me down again. They're not back. I was going to put them not back, but. <laughs> I
0: just said it. They're not back. I didn't
1: didn't want to do it, and I want to talk about it here because they're not back. Uh, They lost to Washington. Um,
0: Washington just looked
1: like a a more physical team and really just dominated the line of scrimmage, which I don't know. If you're USC, that that can't happen, Uh, but that's where USC is as a program. And I guess what we got wrong, the upset alert, the game of the week probably... Closest game of the week, at yeah. least, um, was North Carolina and Clemson, and uh, Clemson went up to North Carolina, and they gave them quite a scare. So let's. I guess first, let's talk about going for two, Marlo. How do you feel about? So it's twenty-one to fourteen. Uh, there's like a minute left. They call all their timeouts. North Carolina has no timeouts. They score with about a minute left, right? Yeah, it
0: was like minute a minute twelve. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, so they have a chance to kick the, the extra point to tie, or go for the two and win. Marlo, how do you feel about going for two?
0: I honestly, I think in that situation, Mac Brown, I don't, I don't fault him for going for two. You, you know, even though obviously it didn't work out, I think I would say in his mind, I was thinking you've held Clemson to twenty-one points up until this point. Uh, they yeah. seem to start to find their groove towards the end there on that last, the Clemson's last touchdown drive. If you can get this in and then just going to overtime to go to, to try to go slug the slug with that offense from the twenty the twenty five yard line or whatever they do in overtime, right. um, I think it's a better bet to try to win it going for two from the two yard line than to try to go back and forth with Clemson from the twenty five. So I understand I, that would that is what I'm thinking. Mac Brown's thinking. I I couldn't fault that thinking in that situation. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, a lot of people like to put a blanket on if you're at home go for the tie, that you know whatever, but. I think in this situation, I I don't fault Matt for going. I will fault the play calling that that they used to go for two, but not the actual going for two call.
1: (laughs) Yeah, going for two, they ran uh, triple options. So they ran a, I don't know if it was a back or wide receiver coming from right to left, and then the quarterback rolled to the right, and then his option was to pitch it. And just none of that was there. None of that was there. And all they needed to do was leak a a tight end into the back of the end zone. That guy would have been wide open. Um, I don't know. I didn't like the play call. I liked going for two, although it's easy to say I don't like the play call when it doesn't work. (laughs) Um, I like going for two because I think you presume you have like – let's just say you have a 50% chance to score from the two-yard line. I don't know what it actually is. But like their best chance to win that game, if you put the percentage on scoring from the two-yard line – or going in overtime against Clemson, it's probably a better percentage that they win going for two there. So I liked going for two. I liked kind of the I'm Mac Brown, I'm old, I don't give an F. Let's go for the win. Uh, I have no idea if that's what the thinking was, but that's how I read it. Um, so I like going for two. Uh, does it mean anything, Marlo, that for Clemson, you know, presumptive. Uh, Playoff team, you know, national title contender. Does it mean anything that they went to on the road to North Carolina and struggled? Uh, I
0: think. I mean, I think it's question. I think up to this point too, it's been questioned is the offense. Whereas that offense we saw during the national title game, most of those players are still back. Obviously, the quarterback still there mm-hmm. uh, hasn't played. You know, up to what he did last year, still good, but not. Yeah, it's not the. It's not. It's not the standard they set for themselves. I guess you could say. Um so that uh, that's a question doing little uh, way too many turnovers and not as not as many uh, explosive plays. So they got to kind of find find themselves get themselves right on that. I think it's still there but I think those questions are you know where is his offense and why is it not showing up.
1: Yeah, I think uh Trevor Lawrence's Heisman uh, odds have have dropped considerably uh given his his play. Uh so that kind of coincides with with your talk about his play. Um Yeah, I I, I would say Clemson usually has this kind of, like, scare in yep. one game in the ACC, and the ACC sucks this year. So if it's just this game, like the Syracuse game a year or two ago or whatever it is, you know, where they have this, like, one blip against an ACC team because they, you know, maybe they just don't expect to have as tough a game as what actually ends up happening. But if it happens again or, or you know, they uh, lose or have another close game, then I would start to worry. But just this one, I'm going to just call it a blip. Uh, but I'm going to keep my eye on it because they have been somewhat, it seems dumb to say somewhat disappointed. They're undefeated and they've won most of their games easily, uh, but it they just don't seem like they're dominating the way that they have in the last few years. So um, I'm going to say it means something only if something more meaningful happens later. <laughs> <laughs> so, so therefore it doesn't mean anything. All right. I think that's it for this week, Marlo. We got yep. some things right. You got some things right. I got a lot of things wrong. Uh, Looking on to next week, uh, game of the week, Marlo. Last week, the slate stunk. This week, I think the slate is great. Um, You can sit on your couch and watch two ranked teams play each other from starting at 11 o'clock all the way up until whenever the 6.30 game ends on ABC. (laughs) So that is exciting. Let's go through them and pick which one we think will be the best, most interesting, or whatever we decide the game of the week means. All right, starting with Auburn and Florida. Uh, I think Marlo, this is where we finally learn Florida's not really that good.
0: I agree, and I can't wait till it gets exposed on, on national TV that Florida's not a good team. I believe Auburn's just gonna, it's gonna come in and steamroll Florida. I don't even think it's gonna be an entertaining game. I think, and then Bo's gonna come out and put on a show, and uh, yeah, just put Florida to bed.
1: Nice. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm anticipating too. Uh, with that said. Uh, Florida's probably going to hang in there somehow with their defense, but uh, Auburn's had, this is their third tough game at least, yeah, third tough game because they they played A&M and they played Oregon so this is their third tough game Uh, Florida hasn't really had a tough one, I don't think, and they're on their backup quarterback, so I'm with you on Auburn being um that's a 2.30 game, by the way. I put this Oof. in out of order. I apologize, Marlo. I threw this off. Dang, man. Big, the big game on Fox. Let's go back in time to 11 a.m. <laughs> the big game on Fox again is Michigan. Doesn't have this on the thing, though. Whatever. I think, I'm 90% sure this is the big game, even though ESPN isn't telling me it is right now. Uh, Iowa at Michigan. Uh, we'll see. I think in this game, Marlo, we'll see if Michigan is the team that Wisconsin played or the team that played... Rutgers, but most likely somewhere in between, and we'll I think finally get to see how good Iowa is.
0: Yeah, it's a, yeah I think this will be an interesting game. What the, did you see? What the spread was on this one? I didn't get it. No, I could. See um, here for you. I yeah, but I got Michigan. I,
1: Michigan, bo- Michigan is favored by five and a half.
0: Oh wow! Okay. Mm. Yeah, this I, I, this will be an interesting game to see what these two teams are. I think Iowa. Uh, they're riding undefeated, having played nobody, just a scare against uh, Iowa State, which, okay, cool. Michigan obviously coming off, throttling down Rutgers. Uh, so, yeah, is Michigan is Michigan offense, did they find it? Are we, are we going to see it against Iowa, or is Iowa actually going to continue this? They're really going to do this thing where they pretend to be a good team, but they're really not.
1: Yeah, and it's obviously a big game in the Big Ten West standings. If we get a win against Michigan, while well, Iowa has a loss, that goes a long way in uh, Wisconsin's quest for a Big Ten West championship. Uh, but like I said, I think we're just going to learn more about both these teams, and it's going to be really interesting to to watch this. Uh, it seems like Michigan is pretty favored. I mean, obviously, it's at Michigan that's different than going to Iowa. Um, if that game was there, it might be a, a completely different story. And maybe Michigan's just a significantly different team at home than they are on the road. Um, but I'm really interested to see how that game goes. Uh, and the last one, Marlo, is uh, I just put it on here. It's two ranked teams, still yep. in the Big Ten. Michigan State going to Ohio State. Yep. Um, my expectations for this game are very low.
0: <laughs> <laughs> very low.
1: Based on our Ohio State conversation earlier, I don't expect Michigan State to be able to keep this close at all.
0: Yeah, the only thing you can hope for, I, Michigan's defense is, I guess, this is defense is pretty good. All you can do is yeah. hope, is like, oh, well, at least it'll only be like a thirty to maybe three game uh, yeah. that they that they get through. As we just talked about, how State looking good. I don't. Michigan State does not look good. Like their defense is okay. Their offense is so, is extremely suspect. Yeah. Um. So is this a night game too?
1: It's the night game, yes. It's on ABC again. So I'll stay. Back to back night games. They are favored by 20 and a half
0: points. Yeah. Take it. Take it. Take yeah, the spread.
1: I think it's going to be uh, another blowout and another chance to go to bed early on a Saturday night. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Party animal, Casey.
1: Yeah. Just, yeah I just don't want to have to stay up late. Because then what happens, when is I stay up late and I watch that game, and then it's like, oh
0: these Pac-12 games. The Pac-12, yes, the Pac-12 midnight <laughs> so game is great.
1: Let's check in on those, and then I'm up to like 1-2 <laughs> in the morning again, Uh, and then my weekend's gone. Uh, Alright, well, the game of the week I'm going to go with, uh, I'm, I'm circling that Iowa Mission game. I think that's going to be if not the closest game it'll be the most interesting as far as implications within the Big Ten, so that's what I'm circling as my uh game of the week, and see what I did there, so even if it's not close, I can say, hey, I learned something therefore it was the game of the week. <laughs> So I hedge my bets there so that's what I'm, uh, it's, I'm going a little, so
0: it's a little trick we do in the biz yeah
1: yeah so uh, you gonna go with one of these three off the board um, like you did last week and totally surprised me and <laughs> then didn't even watch the game that you picked
0: <laughs> Maybe maybe uh, no I like I like the Iowa Michigan game I, I think it's gonna be real big Ten football. yeah uh, it's gonna be a real big Ten game. Uh, it should be exciting for the middle of the country and then the rest of the, the country is just gonna shit on it. So nice. I'm gonna go with that for my game of the week.
1: Good stuff, good stuff. All yeah. right. Upset alerts, Marlowe. I got I circled three here. I don't really want to talk about all of them, but I'm just gonna okay. go with the one that the one that I'm going on. Yep. All right. I'm going with Cal over wait. Nope, yep, I still got it. Cal going in to Oregon. Um Cal coming off a tough loss. Uh, last week against Arizona State, losing 24-17. to Uh I forgot that their uh, head coach was Justin Wilcox, who oh. obviously was defense defensive coordinator at, for one year at Wisconsin, so he has a yep. Wisconsin connection. Yep. So, then I was, so then I decided to root for him, and they immediately and they lost. Loss, so that was, a, that was a good job by me. <laughs> but I'm going with the Pac-12 is eating their own theory, and Cal will upset. Since Cal last week was the last best chance for the Pac-12 to make the playoffs, they lost, so now it shifts to Oregon, who will immediately lose to Cal, and the Pac-12 eats its own, and nobody makes the playoffs in the Pac-12. I'm going to go with Cal over Oregon. Uh, FPI strongly disagrees with me, Marlo, <laughs> giving uh, Oregon a 93% chance to win the game. So
0: that's what I'm going with:
1: Cal over Oregon. Do you have a a better upset pick for me than that one?
0: Um, yeah, I'll keep it in the Big Ten. Yeah, it'll go Purdue over Penn State. All right. Wow, okay. that's uh, that's they got the The predictor has Penn State is a ninety six percent chance.
1: Oh right, yeah, wait out, wait out, out. Oh, pick me, Marlo.
0: <laughs> so, less likely. Yeah, I want to go Purdue. Purdue's offense is it's coming around. Uh, you know, obviously, Penn State is looking good, but Penn State always finds one game a year to just be like, what, what happened. And I yeah. think it's it's always a team that kind of like surprises them on the offensive side that can kind of that can keep up scoring with them. So I'm gonna go upset alert, Penn State's on upset alert.
1: I don't know. Um <laughs> yeah, Penn State 59 0 over Maryland last week, but the week before 17 10 on Pitt. that just seems weird. That, yep. I think there was some rain delays and lightning delays and things like that. Um, Purdue with uh, is it Randall Moore? Moore. That he's a playmaker. He can make things happen. Uh, so I would never count him out. I just don't know how deep this uh, Purdue team is. And obviously losing to Minnesota last week, not a great sign for them. So, all right, Marla, way to go off the board.
0: Yep, always.
1: Once again, other ones I, I circled. Oklahoma, Kansas, probably not going to happen, but I wanted to talk about less Miles, but now I don't. <laughs> and then uh, Washington, Stanford, again, that was a Pac-12 eating their own. Washington coming off a big win over USC, traveling to a Stanford team that's struggling, but I could talk myself into them finding themselves. But I'm going to go with that Cal Oregon. And Marlo's going with Penn State over Purdue.
0: Yeah. All right. All right.
1: All right. Time with college football, Marlo. On to the big leagues starting the NFL. And we'll start with what happened today uh the travesty of football that was the vikings bears game with the bears winning 16 to 6 great football score um watching this as a packer fan just yuck it was tough <laughs> it was tough to watch uh i found myself kind of rooting for kirk cousins which wasn't great and uh, i just didn't, i just didn't like anything that i saw so with that Talk to
0: me about the Bears, (laughs) Milo. What a difference a week makes. When we talked last, the Bears are sitting at 1-1. and They win on Monday night at Washington. And then they come back and beat a division team in the Minnesota Vikings. As uh, today, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe it was a football Pierce game. You know, just defensive battle. Uh, Run, run the ball, run the ball, punt it. Uh, Defense, punt some more. Yeah. Yeah, so I think... I, I I think and I was thinking about you the whole game. I'm like Casey's loving this because you, you predicted it, man. We're just gonna win sixteen to yeah. six and 13-2 or whatever uh, as a week. So yeah, I mean the big um, you know win is a win. It was we get we scored our opening drive and then that's all we needed really. Uh, so yeah, I mean would you like would I like more offense? Absolutely, but that defense is just so freaking good, and I I could watch that all day.
1: Yeah, it is good. Uh, and and it's very frustrating to watch as, as a Packer fan, as you said. But I guess good news for the Bears is you found your quarterback of the future.
0: <laughs> That's not good. Uh, yeah. So Mitch, <laughs> Mitch, Mitch went out on the first drive. Yeah. Uh, with a I don't they haven't said what it was, but it's a shoulder. Yeah. Uh, it's a left sh- non-throwing shoulder, not throwing shoulder injury. But he left the their first drive and was out for the rest of the game. Uh, and Chase Daniels, who is still in the league, man. Still yeah. in the league,
1: eleven year, eleven year veteran quarterback of the future. Yeah, Chase
0: Daniels. Yeah, came in and, and slung it around, uh, giving us, a, <laughs> giving us that chance to win. So, I think Chase Chase had come in uh, a couple times last year. I think we won one and one last year. Kind of same thing. Mitch went out last year with a uh, shoulder, non throwing shoulder, um, and then came back after that. So, what I'm saying is that this is going to reverse it because last year he got hurt, and that's when Mitch wasn't Mitch. So this time, he just got hurt. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks, and then Mitch is be back. And then, yeah, it'll compliments the defense. Boom. And here we go.
1: It was really weird um, when he went out, and I guess he came out in the first drive, so that maybe this was just it, they ran the scripted plays. Yeah. But it seemed like Nagy felt more comfortable with – chase in there like it just seemed like the offensive play calling went back to being the kind of crazy Matt Nagy misdirection slinging the ball around I mean they scored 16 points so it's not like they ran up the score but like it seemed like they had a little bit more flow than what I've seen the past couple weeks uh granted I didn't watch much of the the Washington game because I think that playing Washington doesn't really count in my (laughs) opinion so you well, to be honest, you probably felt great about the Washington game. You're like, "Here we go, we're back on track." And then they oh, get yeah. trounced by the freaking Giants today. I don't know how much credit you can put into you know that 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 type of great victory, um, but it, just watching it today, it seemed like even like they ran like weird like running plays for Chase, and it was like he's your only quarterback on the roster. Why on second and three are you rolling him out and running him? That doesn't make any sense. But they did weird things like that, where it seemed like in for the first two weeks that they weren't really doing that kind of stuff for Mitch. And Mitch is much better. Uh, I'm on a first name basis with the Bears quarterback.
0: So Got it. You had, yeah. Nice. Shades and Mitch
1: for for Mitch, and they seemed to like fall back into that for Chase again. Maybe that was me reading too much in the first couple drives, but um, it was weird. It seemed like having Chase. Daniel's in there almost opened up the playbook a little bit more.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't disagree. I don't. Yeah, I'm saying I don't disagree that I did see a little bit of like you know where where has this been as far as the play calling. I I think that you know they had mentioned uh, Daniels or your boy Chase has been around Matt Nagy for a while uh, and knows his system, so maybe there was a little bit more comfortability in calling some of those more complex plays as as the uh, as they called for. But, yeah, and I think he looks, you know, he obviously looks comfortable in there. I don't know. And then is it the whole we prepared for Mitch and not chase thing? And I don't know. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out there, but maybe not. But, yeah, I can see where you're coming from on the on the comfortability.
1: So defense was obviously great. I yep. mean, just get so much pressure in there. It's it's unbelievable. Khalil Mack uh, is really great. Uh, in the first three quarters, and then is very tired in the fourth quarter. So notice that again today. Just, just throwing that out there a little bit, a little bit of shade on that. Um, but the Vikings' offense, Marlo, I mean, this is the second game I really watched hurt Cousins. Obviously, he played the Packers earlier in the year. And now he played the Bears. Yep. He's. I don't think he's good. I don't think he's good. You
0: don't think he is the answer, the missing key they needed for a Super Bowl?
1: I don't think he is a good quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) And it is. So in this game, in the Packers game, I was just loving it when he was doing poorly. Uh, But in this game, I didn't want him to win. I didn't want the Vikings to win. I want the Bears to win. So I'm watching this game and I just want, like,. Anytime the Bears' defense does something good, I'm frustrated with the Vikings' offense and then vice versa. When the Vikings' offense does something good, I'm vice frustrated with the Bears' defense and the same thing on the other side of the football. But I just found myself so frustrated with Kirk Cousins. Somehow his stat line, he finished 27 of 36. I mean, just checkdowns. All game to the running back, who immediately got tackled. It was so frustrating to watch. Uh, giving up fumbles all over the place. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings are the only team in football who have more rushing yards, then passing yards. Uh, it's 2019. That's not good. Um, yeah, it was just so frustrating. And I don't know what they do because they're kind of stuck with Kirk Cousins.
0: Yes, they are very much stuck with Kirk.
1: He seems to no longer be able to get the ball to wide receivers, which is an issue. Um, I don't know. It's uh, Again, maybe it's just because I was thinking, oh, maybe the Packers have a good defense. We'll talk about this in a minute. But, like, I don't know that thing. It might just be the Vikings offense. That just might not be good. And if you take away Dalvin Cook like the Bears did, even in the pass game, the Bears did a great job of taking him away in the run game and the pass game. There's just not a lot there anymore. That was frustrating to watch. Um, other thing I took away from this game, Marlo, I texted yep. you a little bit about this. Yep. Uh, they had some side comment about uh, Romo <laughs> playing golf, right? Yep. And then they made it seem like he might not call the game because he'd be golfing. Can he just not show up to work? Cause I he's mean, on a golf
0: tour. Thing? Yeah, apparently. Uh, yeah, apparently. I, I mean, I don't know if it's in his contract or, or they just talk it out. It's like if he would have made the cut, he would. <laughs> they would have Boomer come in uh, in his spot at, at the game, but obviously he didn't make the cut and he was there. So I mean, it's a comfy. It's just you know you put those, you write some of those things in your contract. I'm sure you have some of those in your in your and some clause yeah, right. in your contract at your job. So.
1: Yeah. I'm unbelievable. I mean he gets paid millions of dollars <laughs> to call <laughs> these games and poor Boomer is prepping like he's gonna call this game just in case, I guess. In case they like, you know, make a call to the bullpen, he's gotta come running in. Like what that's unbelievable. I could not believe that they agreed to this in that ah, oh, that is that is absolutely ridiculous. He comes in, takes Boomer's spot <laughs> as the main uh by play guy, uh, sorry, the main color guy, and now has to like literally just like he's waiting to come in in case Romo does well at golf. Unbelievable. Uh, I, I just couldn't believe that. Uh, next week, Marlo, you travel to London
0: across the pond,
1: yeah. You play in Tottenham Stadium, brand new stadium. Nice. Uh, you play the Raiders, I guess it's a home game for the Raiders, right?
0: Yep, because they home game yeah. for
1: them, so you don't miss a home game because uh, they don't really have a home anymore so right. that's fair uh, they should have moved to London
0: yeah that would yeah. have been awesome yeah I wish this I was hoping I, once I forgot that this, this game was in London until they, they were talking about it in the broadcast and I was hoping it would be that early London game the like oh, 9 o'clock that? kickoff or whatever no it's just a, it's just a noon kickoff that's a mistake I don't yeah. know how they do that. that's a big mistake lost opportunity there yeah
1: um, Raiders looked when I looked at this earlier today. uh Seemed like a much easier game, but they obviously they went into Indianapolis, beat the Colts. Maybe the Raiders aren't uh, the the pushover we thought they were. So it could be a tough game. You know, we'll see. I don't know. Probably not. It's, probably
0: <laughs> it's easy. NFL. Every game is hard. Oh
1: yeah. Well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. All right. <laughs> Out of my Packers, Marlowe. Yeah. Thursday night. Oof. I don't know if it was Thursday night or if it's just night games, but I just don't do well during night games, bro. It frustrates the crap out of me. It just feels like a bigger bigger stakes, and uh, especially on Thursday night because I have to work the next day. I'm just at home by myself and firing off angry tweets to uh, my poor captive friends who are in our our group text. But um, story of the game, uh, Packers end up – well, story of the game – Uh, Summary of the game, Packers end up losing 34-27 on a last-minute interception on the goal line uh, by Aaron Rodgers, uh, and the Eagles hold on for the victory. In the fourth quarter, the Packers had six plays inside the five-yard line. They had six passes, no points, one interception. That seemed to be the big takeaway of the game. They abandoned the run game, um, and that cost them the game. That, that, That because they did that, it, it cost them the game. They weren't able to punch it in when they needed to. Uh, my story of the game was the defense was not so good. We kind of came into this game thinking, hey, the Packers defense is back You know, for however long. It seems like the Packers defense has sucked. And now this year, uh, here they are. But in this game, they gave 176 yards on the ground. Uh, only 160, 160 threw the air to Carson Wentz, but it seemed like he only threw when he had to. And uh, because of the running attack that uh, Philadelphia had, he had a lot of easy throws and just seemed like the Eagles' offense was at ease moving the ball down the field when they needed to and the defense just could not get a stop and it was, it was very frustrating. I don't know if um, it was a scheme thing, but man, it just seemed like Philadelphia was able to move the ball very easily. Um, and I'll get to it, Marlo. I buried the lead. I buried the lead. The pass interference reviews. Uh, in the you were moment. hot,
0: man. You were in hot Thursday night.
1: I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe any of it. I was so frustrated. I was frustrated first in the sense that they didn't call anything. Uh, so the first one was, uh, I think it was Scantly and I can't even remember now. Um, on the sideline where the defender shoves his helmet into his face and they don't call anything. So initially I'm upset that they don't call anything on the field. But now we get this whole new chance to be upset all over again when they have a review. And in the moment, I don't know how the heck they didn't overturn it. I was saying things like, why even have this rule if that's not a pass interference? Because he clearly affects the guy's ability to catch the ball. It was clearly pass interference. Um, I don't. I don't know how else you see it. I don't know how you can look at that and say he didn't interfere with him as he attempted to catch the ball. Um, and then later on the last play, uh, if you t- slow it down in a super slow motion, the guy is tackling the wide receiver. Uh, as Rodgers throws the balls to him. Obviously, it hits him in the chest, because guess what? His hands can't get up when he's being tackled, and the ball deflects off of his hands and chest into a defender, and uh, Philadelphia's able to ice the game on the interception. Uh, in the moment, I was saying, how do you not review that? And I'm still not even sure they reviewed that last play, at least in the game today. In the uh, Lions-Chiefs game, they said they reviewed it at the end of the game and said it wasn't pass interference on the Hail Mary. <laughs> uh, but in the moment, it didn't even seem like they reviewed that last play, which is extra frustrating. And my frustration was most ended up being not only in the pass interference, which you can be frustrated about, and that's officiating, but the NFL seemed to introduce a new replay system to get these things kind of right. But that's not really what they did, Marlowe. What they did was to correct the one stupid play that happened in the NFC yes. Championship game only when it's an egregious error. And they never said this. It, it, they've said things similar to their other like clear and obvious things of their normal replay. And I've kind of settled on this. And this is why I'm not foaming at the mouth as I say this part, I guess. And if this changes and it turns out that they start overturning these types of things, I will go back and be very upset about this game. But they don't seem to be just changing clear and obvious pass interference. It has to be like egregious pass interference penalties that they're overturning. If it's like even within the realm of like I don't know, they're not gonna overturn it. And that makes I think that's better in the long run. Like I think that will get us to a better spot in the long run. It hurts right now. I don't understand it right now. But I think in the long run that will be better for football. Yes. But that's not how it was explained to us. So in the moment, none of it made any sense. And I was losing my mind. Um, And on top of just Philadelphia playing, let's just say, far too physical and knocking out Jamal Williams on the first play was – or on the first drive was atrocious. And then when they hurt their own player, I mean, that's our wide receiver if he doesn't go down. I thought they played on the edge of dirty. Um, I'll just throw that out there. Uh, But despite all these things, Marlo, so I I, I had my frustrations, had my angry tweets with lots of non-podcast appropriate words (laughs) uh, and and memes and things. But um, Green Bay was on the goal line to tie the game, maybe go for the lead at the end of the game um, while losing the turnover battle, not converting the red zone couldn't stop the run, couldn't run the ball, and they lost the field battle position because they had terrible kick coverage. Uh, They were still in the game against a what should be playoff team. Uh, So this is me kind of trying to uh, make... feel better about myself, I guess, because... A lot of things went the Eagles way and went against the Packers in this game. The Packers are still right there against a, a, a playoff team and what a lot of people think is gonna be like an NFC uh, NFC championship team. And they're still right in it. So I'm gonna go with that. That's how I've come to terms with the loss. Yep. I was heard somebody say to go thirteen and three you have to lose three games, so this was this is one of them. <laughs>
0: All right. Well how do you feel about uh what do you feel about Aaron Rodgers? Because it seemed like this game, he kind of looking like the old Aaron, running around doing things, throwing for four hundred twenty-two yards, had some you know runs to convert third down. Uh, so it was kind of a flashback to the old Aaron. But at the same, I mean, was it a necessity or because, like you said, the defense wasn't playing her and he had to do this, or is just this, or is this a good sign going forward?
1: Yeah, I think it was a good sign going forward. Um, You know, he made some plays. He was able to get outside the pocket make some plays. I think the running for first downs, uh, he had five carries for 46 yards. That was a great sign. We haven't seen that in a while. And he was just – him and Devontae Adams were shredding the defenses. And this is something – two things that I didn't mention that I wanted to. One was Devontae Adams going out with turf toe, which that sucks because turf toe can be like – next week it can
0: be linger or, yeah i can linger around. linger
1: the rest of the year that can be frustrating he was devontae adams was torching that secondary and not having them on the fun it was at least the final drive if not the final it was the final two drives that they had the, the four uh, inside the red zone um and he he wasn't there to help and he has the most red zone touchdowns i think of uh any wide receiver in the nfl going back to whatever date makes that stat true um So he wasn't in there. And then the uh, second point I had... So on the play to Tanyan, the the tight end, when he made the catch and then the Eagles player collided with the other defender and had... That made it a really weird end of the game. So you had the injury timeout. The Packers are driving. There's a minute left. We're going down the field and all of a sudden we have a 15-minute injury timeout with like a minute left. And it just made a really weird end to the game. I don't mean to minimize the injury by any mean. It was a really bad injury. But the Packers are carrying the momentum. They have the defense on the heels. And then this injury happens, and everything just stops for 15 minutes. And it's like, all right, let's go out there and play football again. And then the turnover happens. I think that, I think if that injury doesn't happen, this is complete made-up BS. But if that injury doesn't happen, that defense is still on the eels, That defense is still tired. And the, I think the Packers score easily. Uh, at least that's what I'm telling myself. But it made a really weird end to the game. Uh, with Adams being out and the injury being right at the end. So uh, a, a very weird Thursday night game. I guess an entertaining Thursday night game. A uh, lot of points, Yeah, and it really came down to the wire and with all the things Green Bay did wrong. Um, but I was I was encouraged by Aaron Rodgers. I think last week I talked about like what is going on with Rodgers. Uh, is he going to ever turn the corner here? And I think in this game he did. He did have the completion percentage that you would want uh, going – 34, 453, and he had obviously had the interception in the end that kind of hurt the stats. But I think uh, he was back more like vintage Aaron Rodgers than we'd seen the first couple weeks. So uh, I think it was an encouraging step. Um, I think the Packers just need to put together offense and defense in one game, and then they'll look like one of the best teams in the NFC. So next week, Badgers travel to Dallas. Um, right now, Dallas is leading. Uh, what is it? Ten to ten to nine against New Orleans in New Orleans.
0: So no, they're losing.
1: I see it at ten to nine.
0: Oh, okay. Behind? Oh right. no, they're winning now. No, you're right. Yeah, just did it. Yep.
1: Um, so Dallas is looking like they let's just say they're four and zero. That's obviously a tough tough game down in Big D. Um, I don't. Know. It'll be it'll be a tough one i I don't have I honestly don't have any expectations for that game um it will be a very interesting game I think and will uh, maybe be if they're gonna be a playoff team the Packers that is uh they need to be competitive if not win this game so I think it's it's a big game I think it's a big game either way in uh in the NFC because these look like they're gonna be two playoff teams right yeah, absolutely so all right. Enough about the Packers. I think I drove down. Overreactions. Yeah. Gonna We're going to try this again. All right. It's, get, it's getting harder. Um, Got to bring your takes. There. All right. Um, this is one that our friend Scott has been, I think, trolling me with. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to steal it and make it a real a real take. A, a take I'm going to take that Matt, now that Mitch Trubisky is out for. In in a terminal amount of time. Matthew Stafford is the best quarterback in the NFC North. Yes. He he dueled with Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes, uh, barely losing uh, in in that duel. Had some shots in the end zone uh, today, and they would have been sitting atop the division at 3-0-1. Matthew Stafford has... uh, turned a leaf and is the uh, maybe has always been the best quarterback in the NFC North.
0: Whoa, that last part that changes it. I'll give it three skips. I, uh, I think, uh, I mean, if you are talking about this season up until this point, eh, you might have to say that, but I cannot not get out of the back of my head, Matt Stafford in his career. And as we've seen as he can put up a bunch of stats, but at the same time, like not be able to win games. Um, yeah. so he's a, he's like the ultimate stat quarterback uh but not able to win games so if you're looking at that okay maybe he's the best quarterback but is he going to win the game for you probably not
1: yeah uh, it's tough um Detroit I don't I still don't know what to make of, of these lines obviously they're two one and one they defeated the Eagles which the Packers couldn't do uh they beat the Chargers who look were a playoff team last year then they so those are two positive things, right? They lose the Chiefs, albeit in a, uh, shootout and tie the Cardinals. I don't know what to make of them. Maybe it is just you have Matthew Stafford at quarterback and this is what you do. You're a good stat, not finishing team. I don't know. Uh, weird game to the today though against the Chiefs in the, uh, third quarter. There were five fumbles lost. <laughs> Uh, the Chiefs lost three, and the Lions lost two. It seemed like the defenses were literally like not tackling people, like just waiting to punch the ball out, um, which was which was just awkward to watch. Uh, and then, despite this, Marlo, the most I think the best play I saw all day um, with Kansas City down, uh, Mahomes is scrambling to his right. He throws across his body across the field to Travis Kelsey, who catches the ball despite there being five fumbles lost in the previous quarter laterals the ball to Shady McCoy as he's being tackled. <laughs> and then Shady McCoy picks up like what 10 15 more yards. I don't know what it was, but like in the moment I went, "Holy shit, that was amazing." And then I thought about it and I was like, "That could have been the dumbest thing. Could have <laughs> been a disaster." Yeah. Uh after you just saw all these fumbles, but it worked out in I it was just one of those like I didn't expect it, so it just surprised me so much. So I wanted to bring that up uh, for that. So, that's my overreaction Stafford, best quarterback in the NFC North.
0: Nice. Alright. <laughs> take control put it... Maybe take control and put it, put it a positive spin on it. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Alright, so... I think on our first ones, we said that the... At some point, it was a take that the Dolphins are going to have both records and go 0-16 as well yeah. having the 16-0 season. Um... As we speak, now we have six winless teams in the NFL. All right, so I'm going to go out and say that not only will the Dolphins go 0-16, they will be joined by another team that is of one of these groups, obviously. And I'm kind of looking at you, Redskins. Oh. Kind of looking at you. Uh, but we also have in the mix the Jets. The Broncos, who are cursed, they just—they probably aren't going to win another game ever because <laughs> they're just not allowed to. Uh, the Bengals, the Steelers, who still have to play on Monday night,
1: yeah,
0: uh, yeah, and those are our wins. I mean, one team. of those wins. So I'm gonna—I'll hold. And the Cardinals, on yeah, one of those half wins. Mm-hmm. And the Cardinals, who have a tie but not a win,
1: yeah, yeah, oh fifteen and one. It's probably just as bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that would be amazing if two go. <laughs> Oh in, uh, oh and sixteen. That'd be something. But it definitely looks like it might be Washington. They looked terrible today. Uh, they looked terrible on Monday against the Bears. Uh, I have bad news for you, though, Marlo. Yeah. In two weeks, Washington plays at Miami.
0: Oh man. So one of them. Oh, they're gonna I win. The time, I knew that was gonna happen. Two, I didn't look at the schedule.
1: Two O fifteen and one teams. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Man, I wish that was that later in the season.
1: That's even more rare than two 0 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: I don't know the Cardinals. Cardinals neither don't look like been, the a game.
1: Neither have ever happened. I think the Cardinals could I just think with Kyler Murray and you know they could sneak. They could sneak one. I don't know where it is necessarily. Uh, but I just ha- I just have to have faith they got at the Giants, at the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers want to lose every game they play despite winning <laughs> against the Rams today. Uh ooh, other than that I don't see a lot a lot on the schedule that are Losable games for them. Uh they could beat the Falcons. The Falcons hurt my feelings today. Um uh, <laughs> All right. two o fifteen 15 and 1 teams Marl. That's even better. I like that. I like That's it. It's a great take. I'm going to give it I'm going to give it God, the Redskins are so bad. If they didn't play each other, I'd be all over the, oh, I'm going <laughs> to give it, I'm going to give it 3.75 skip bail Oh, nice. Nice. Uh all right. This is, I, I think this is a real takes, but I, but I'm going to give it anyway. Um, so the take is Frank Gore is the most underappreciated football player of all time.
0: Football this, player. Yeah.
1: This is, this is off of. Uh, him he so he passed the. he's the fourth running back to pass the 15,000 15,000 yard mark uh behind Eddie Smith, Walter Payton, Barry Sanders. I think he can pass Barry Sanders on the all-time rushing record this year. Um I didn't jot the numbers down but I, it looked reasonable to me. Uh so he might end this year as the third uh third all-time leading rusher and I I don't know <laughs> It's just weird. He's he's obviously been just solidly productive, but he doesn't have a moment. I know he had a couple competitive seasons in San Francisco. He is a – oh, shoot, I jotted it down. I don't have it now. Here we go. He is a five-time Pro Bowler, which doesn't seem like you're talking about an all-time great. Just underappreciated, Marlo. He, he's – I think it's just how we look at the running back position. Yeah, And, like, just looking at his stats, I want to know what his win-loss record is. It's not in his stats. I don't know (laughs) what it is. That's obviously one of the first things you see in a quarterback stat. But in the running back stat, it's not anywhere within any of the tables that I looked at the stats, and I didn't want to go back and add it up because that would have taken time. (laughs) Uh, So I didn't do it. And I just kind of think back, and he – I think – I think he had a very, uh, I don't even want to say it. I want to say, he had, this is my thought. He, had, he has a very Emmett Smith career in that he was always very productive mm-hmm. and that he wasn't necessarily flashy. And Emmett Smith fans, if I hurt your feelings, I'm sorry. But I don't remember Emmett Smith, Smith being very flashy. I remember Emmett Smith being like he turns that four yard gain into an eight yard gain and he turns that zero yard gain into a three yard gain. And that's what Frank Gore does. Yes. And he has done for 11 years now. Um, but I don't remember Emmett Smith making Barry Sanders moves or flying through the line of scrimmage like Walter Payton. Uh, and this is maybe my memory is wrong, but Frank Gore is Emmett Smith, but on worse teams. So that's my that's my take.
0: <laughs> that's your take. I could go with that. Um, yeah, he's the ultimate. I'm here guy. He's just always there. He's going to give you a couple of good games. But he's going to he's going to like I said give you three. Three or four yard runs uh most of the time and then he'll maybe able to bust out a ten or fifteen yard run. Uh with nothing too flashy, straight north and south. And a fall forward guy. That's what I was looking for. He's the fall he's the ultimate fall forward guy. Uh so yeah, Frank Gore. I'll give uh it's a good take, it's a real take. It's gonna be you know, I, I we're gonna hear start here. Is he a Hall of Famer talk?
1: Oh, it's gotta be a Hall of Famer. he has to
0: be. he has to be. For God's
1: uh, sake, Eli Manning's a Hall of Famer. <laughs>
0: that Frank Gore needs to be one. All right. Man, that was a good take. I'll give it two skips.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not a lot of skips. It's just, yeah. it's a real it's a real take. Yeah. It's I a good think, take. I think he's I think he's underrated and I think if we think back to some of those San Francisco years, um maybe we don't give him enough credit. I, I think if he if he was in on like the Jets and did what he did, he would be a much bigger deal. Um or, you know, maybe Did a little bit more in the playoffs, which, again, as a running back, that seems like an unfair way to judge, seeing as your stats don't even judge wins
0: and losses. So, all right. All right.
1: That's my friend Gordon. All
0: right, the last one here. The New York football Giants. Yeah. Daniel Jones comes in. He's now undefeated in the NFL. All right, two wins under his belt. He is going to turn the Jets' season around. They are going to make the playoffs. And... What's that? Giants. Yeah. Oh, sorry. New York Football Giants. <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry. Can they're turn too- around. yeah. They're gonna turn around, making the playoffs. Daniel are uh, Daniel Jones at the helm at the quarterback while Eli sits back with the clipboard.
1: What are they? They're two and two now. Two and two. Oof. Um. You gotta look at this. Let's look at some schedules here. Two and two. Uh, that, seems, that seems crazy. So they have losses to the Cowboys and Bills. I just got to say, winning against the Buccaneers, which was ridiculous in the Redskins, who we think are going to go 0 15 and 1. A lot of tough games on the schedule. Uh, I'd like to see him play a good defense, Daniel Jones, that is. I cannot take the Daniel Jones hype. I can't take the Danny Dimes nickname.
0: Danny Dimes. It all
1: annoys me so much. Uh, for him having two uh, two games, he had a bit of a shaky game today. I thought, well, his stats weren't great. um they the game was never in doubt because the Redskins are awful, and he was up against a even worse positioned quarterback than himself as uh Dwayne Haskins got his first action of the year, which i i'm I'm taking or taking i'm I'm gonna talk about dwayne Haskins if that's okay, Marlon. he didn't that. do well. Uh, he didn't do well, but if you're going to go to your rookie quarterback, you have to start him. You can't be like, hey, Case Keenum's taking the, qu- the first team reps, blah, 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 blah. Oh, by the way, you're in there, rookie. Go get him. You have to make the change. I think you have to like let him know he's starting he's a rookie quarterback you can't just throw him in there in the second quarter and expect him to do well Uh, he threw uh, I think seven passes to his own team and three to the other team so he really struggled Um, and I was really hoping that he would do well and he didn't Uh, but Daniel Jones leading them the playoffs it depends on how good the Eagles are I think Cause yeah. you got if you're one NFC so I the cow I guess let's look at it this way the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Giants are in this division, right? Um two of those teams will make the playoffs. The Cowboys seem like the favorite to make it right now. Uh then it's gotta be how good the Eagles are. Can the Giants pass the Eagles? God if your take is Daniel Jones is gonna take him, that's a good take. That's four. <laughs> that's four because it's ridiculous. It's <laughs> nice. All right, mm. I got a quick I got a quick take that, Marlo. Okay. Uh, and this was uh Indominus uh on a revenge game. Bet you didn't know this, Marlo. He's on the Buccaneers now. Yeah. Cause I had no I had no idea. <laughs> and I saw on the scroll it said in Dominican Sue, 37-yard uh, fumble recovery touchdown for the for the Buccaneers, and I said, No, you got that wrong. <laughs> he's 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 on the Rams. So did the Rams score? And then I looked it up, and no, he's on, on the Buccaneers. So uh, I say, <laughs> and Dominic Hinsue says, take that to the Rams, and also to me for not knowing what team he's on. So good job, mm-hmm. and Dominic Kinsu. You got two take-thats in one.
0: Take that, Casey.
1: Yeah, and the Rams,
0: who lost yeah, nice. to the Buccaneers,
1: which is ridiculous and cost me 14 points in my confidence pool. Oh, nice. Um, all right, that is it for football, Marlo. Uh, anything else that you got?
0: No, that's it. Oh, we four, almost like a quarter of the season. Quarter of the season done in the NFL. Right. On to the second quarter. All right. As lovey used to always say.
1: All right, and with that, we'll bring it on to some baseball, Marlo. Uh, yeah. Brewers.
0: Here we are. Into the
1: playoffs. Um, it looked great for a moment. Uh, as my boy Eric Church would say, we had it in the air, but we just couldn't land it. Um, mm. The Cubs actually gave the Brewers an opportunity to take the division outright. Uh, winning two or three against the Cardinals, but the Brewers drop all three in uh, Colorado. The last two in heartbreaking fashion, losing in extra innings, giving up runs in the eighth and the ninth yesterday, and the seventh, eighth, and ninth today. Uh, just a brutal way to go, but it, nonetheless, Marlo, it was a September to remember. <laughs> Brewers went 20 and seven uh, in the month, with just Kind of snatching a wild card berth in almost a division out of nowhere. Uh, I think when the month started on the the 31st, they had just lost to the Cubs and they were something like four games back of the Cubs and like five games back of the division or something crazy. And they came all the way back and uh, easily got the second wild card and had a shot there at the division. Wild card game is Tuesday against the Nationals. And the Nationals sound like they are, they have every pitcher on hand uh ready to go uh for that game um i'm blanking on all their pitchers names right now holy cow uh but they're all gonna be ready to go um holy crap i'm really blanking on their pitchers names that's terrible (laughs) good stuff
0: is this where Uh, we should insert the clip from i don't know a month ago where you canceled the season and the brewers were done
1: yeah, insert the clip there where the birds were done. I think I did that twice. Uh, this is another <laughs> week though, Milo, where it was like if you if we recorded this podcast on a Wednesday, yeah, of the week, I would have been absolutely like ecstatic on top of the world and then they um lost uh three
0: Thursday in row. Yeah, the they lost three,
1: three in a row and I'm like uh, okay, season's over, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's not the season's over, but like my uh just confidence is is gone. Yeah. Uh, from that. So Nationals got uh, Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin. They say they're all ready to go, which, uh, if the Brewers aren't facing those three pitchers, that is going to be an uphill climb. And in the quest for September, uh, they've racked up a couple injuries to Kane and Braun. Uh, so some key contributors there on the mend. Um, so looking forward to the playoffs, Marlo. We got at least got our 10 teams. Uh, yep. We got uh, Yankees, Astros, Twins A's and Rays In the AL and Dodgers, Braves, Cardinals, Nats, Brewers Obviously MLB is rooting again For that Yankees, Dodgers uh, Who out of those are you rooting for? What matchup would you like to see In the World Series?
0: <clears throat> uh, yeah, can I go with Twins, Brewers? Will that just everything be in central time oh, zone? And we won't have like Great. a 8 o'clock It'll still be like an 8 o'clock Eight <laughs> o'clock start, but uh, yeah, I think the rest of the country'd love that too. A nice little Minneapolis and Milwaukee World Series.
1: Yeah, I think that would be uh, baseball is a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> with The Twins and the Brewers uh, there, although maybe A's Brewers would be would be worse. Everything else, yeah. Um, so obviously, I'm rooting for the Brewers, Marlo. So I'm gonna, uh, I guess, pick a other than the Brewers um, and in the NL. And uh, who I want in the AL, so I'd like to see, just not the Yankees. Yeah, I was gonna say. I
0: was gonna say this. This is definitely a root against the Yankees.
1: Root against the Yankees. Root against the Dodgers. Root (laughs) against the Cardinals. Other than that, I think I'd be okay with the other matchups. But I think I want the Braves uh, to get back, and uh, Braves Twins would be great, just because this Twins year really came out of nowhere, and if they could, they could cap this off with a World Series victory would be just something else and give hope to uh, other Midwest teams that maybe someday they can hit a bajillion home runs and make the World Series. All right, on to soccer, Marlowe, Casey's corner kick. Here we go. I'm introducing myself. (laughs) Uh, In the EPL, Liverpool wins 1-0 over Sheffield United. I told you it wasn't going to be easy, and it wasn't. Uh, Liverpool only scoring on a uh, 70th-minute Goaltending blunder by the Sheffield United keeper. Uh, a shot from uh, Wijnaldum kind of skirted under his legs uh, as he went to go and block it into the goal. Uh, Liverpool then held on to win to that 1-0. Next week, they host Leicester City um, on Saturday. And the game of the week, uh, really, next weekend's not that great. So I cheated and used the game <laughs> tomorrow, Monday. Nice. Uh, Manchester United plays Arsenal. Uh, monday afternoon so tune into that uh it's a, a important game to see which of these teams is really going to make a run for a top four spot they're both kind of hovering around there i think arsenal a little higher than united at this point but uh an important game for that and nothing next weekend really lines up to that sort of cal- two teams of that caliber facing each other there are good games uh Liverpool-Leicester City is a pretty good game, but nothing that kind of jumps off the page at you that I really want to circle. But in midweek, Marlowe, we get some more Champions League action. Uh, Wednesday, Liverpool... I'll start Wednesday and then go Tuesday. Wednesday, Liverpool hosts FC Salzburg. Uh, Salzburg coming off a 6-2 victory over Ghent. I know you're a big fan of Ghent, Marlowe. And it's a hosting... FC Salzburg, it's a must-win in the group stage, especially off after a uh, road lawsuit Napoli to open the uh, group stage playing by Liverpool. Uh, they have recently done really well at home in Champions League and really poorly on the road, so you have to at least continue that form and perform well at home. And it's a game that Liverpool should win. Uh, the marquee matchup on Wednesday is probably Barcelona playing Inter Milan, uh, that is what I struggled on Wednesday. And then Tuesday, the best game is probably Tottenham uh, against Bayern. Uh, those are two kind of top top of the league teams in their respective leagues. Uh, so one that I would be interested in tuning into. If you are around to watch Champions League around 2 o'clock on Tuesday or Wednesday, that's what you should be tuning into. That's all I got for the
0: corner kick this week, Marlo. All right. Playoffs are back. Playoff baseball playoff
1: play- baseball playoffs great. Yep, I'm I'm really excited to to. I mean, I've obviously been tuned into the Brewers. Yeah, uh, but I'm excited to. I think playoff baseball is the only time I can watch other teams play baseball anymore. Right. Like when it's non-Brewer teams, I can't
0: just sit down right. and watch a game. Yeah.
1: yeah, but I can sit down and well, like I'll watch the A's Rays wild card game. Yeah. and i would if that was a game in august uh, even any time of the year besides the playoffs I, there's no way in heck i'm spending a moment watching that uh but playoffs playoffs i'll watch it and i'm just super excited for playoff baseball it's it's really great it's really it's really great and i'm just excited to uh dial in it and just have it on and have that excitement have that the the atmosphere comes through really well in it so i'm excited for uh to tune into that
0: Okay, all right. Uh, you got anything else for him? That's it. Rooting against, rooting against the Yankees. Rooting against the Yankees. All right. It's all well, we're here for. <laughs> take that Yankees. All right. As always, you can follow us around on Twitter at one thirty two breeze, myself at Marlon Jr., Casey at Prof Badger fan. Man, what was it was a good week. It was, it was a good week. Can't wait to next week. Casey, do you have any last words for him?
1: Well, as always, fellow fans, I hope that all your favorite teams win all the sports. All
0: right.